Hello, heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your host and game master. This week, we're continuing our King Killer Chronicle adventure. And because we've got nothing new to report, let's get to the show. in the home of Frederico Garbosi. He, he's seated <laughs> and you have very slowly been served dinner. Dinner is coming out in courses and you have all up to this point had to politely ignore that the person putting plates in front of you has been Frederico himself. He has left the room and come back to the room. <laughs> And like, Has put these he plates worn a down. different outfit. Oh, oh. <laughs> it, <laughs> I, you know what? Maybe, different like, maybe there is like a a, a a jacket or something that that he's thrown over it. Uh, and he's trying to talk to you super casually, as though he's not doing it. And he's like talking very quickly between the transitional periods to like. You know, I'm, I'm talking, I'm talking, I'm talking. There's no way that we can get a word in edgewise and ask any questions. And now we're in this situation and we're just eating dinner normally. And, oh, it's time to clear away the plates. Okay, I'll start a conversation again and rush out of the room. Um, Somebody so going to talk to him? Somebody has to just start talking crying? to him. Well, yeah, he's crying the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> crying the whole time. Uh, like, I, I think... It, and it's reached a point where you are at the second course. Like you've you've just passed your soup course. That that's kind of done. And you hear from one of the other rooms in the house a tremendous crashing sound that causes Frederico to freeze. Mm. Is is everything okay? What, why, whatever do you mean? Because something big broke inside your house. <laughs> is Volley here? No, Volley's here. Okay. <laughs> hey, Volley, you just got burnt. <laughs> I mean, if, if you're concerned, perhaps I will go check on my staff. Uh, and, and see what seems to be the problem. I, for, for you'll have to forgive me. I'm so terribly embarrassed. I would uh, like to use something. I've got something for this. I know it. I'm going to read the hell out of this guy. You're, you've <laughs> got nobility in such spades yeah. that like, you can probably set this poor nervous man at ease in a way that like I obviously could not. Yeah. I want to, like, he should have more... Um, servants or whatever he's supposed to have. He's supposed to have more of them. And also his face is lying. Yeah. I mean, you you can clock this guy easily. You, you've got your two drabs and charm. So looking at him, like he's clearly lying to you and, and has been lying to you the whole night. Like you are 
certain that this person doesn't have staff. You were received personally by him. He has been leaving the room and bringing out food, which is like certainly not done by anyone. This is a man who is pretending that he has a full staffed house. He might have staff in the kitchen, but everything about the what, what he said to you seems like he doesn't. And you know that he should. So he is very obviously trying to cover up something that he is not talking about to you. Folly, this is your time. You are meant to be a hero, and you need to walk out there and figure out what the heck he's doing. Okay. <laughs> now, you said that uh, the mayor was a little bit like a couple of drinks in. Mm-hmm. I think Vali has sort of been encouraging him, like complimenting the wine, because that was the extent of my plan is to get him drunk so he talks too much. Uh-huh. But I'm thinking that Vali probably doesn't know a way to get him to drink other than drinking too much. So I think that's been my strategy. So also, I am a little drunk at this point. Cool. So as, you know, she leans over and says that to me, and I'm, I'm I was already poised for action. He says, he says, I will go check. And so I spring up. I kind of scoot the chair back, makes a noise. And then I go, uh, Frederico? Was- <gasps> like, he, he kind of jumps. Because <laughs> uh, like, have you entered the... the, the- kitchen behind him he's like moved through whatever servant's corridor to get I'll, there or I'll, I'll catch him just as he leaves and I said and and I I'm gonna make a play here oh here we go uh, so long as I have one point in charm people assume that I'm incapable of guile or malice yeah really? oh, I love that and so what I say but I'm also you know what I'm gonna say is uh, Frederico, I would just like to offer my assistance. I understand what it's like when one's servants cannot be relied upon. And so I'm sort of acknowledging this. It's like, oh, your many servants, they have let you down. I'm giving him the easy out. Like, we nobility, like, p- pray, let me help you investigate this clamor. And so I want to come at him hard. So it's like, it's just us boys. Let's take care of this. Our noble selves, you and me, neither one of us are worth a damn nobility-wise. Yeah, I I like this a lot. Like, you offer this out to him, and he takes it. Uh, he's like, uh, 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 yes, of course. In fact, you know, he's relieved that you've bought it. Because again, the, the ability is that like, he's assuming that you're a simpleton. So yes. he's like been nervous the whole night that no one has been buying the obvious lie that he is like trying to gloss over. And he's like, I've got one. Yes. Uh, of course, my boy. Yes, perhaps uh, you'll be able to to startle some proper manners into them. I, I do appreciate uh, the offer of help. Uh, it'll be just through this way. And he'll open the door to the, the kitchen area where you can see like 
you know, probably a couple decades out of style. Uh, there are stoves here and whatnot. But the most striking thing about this kitchen area is that currently in the ceiling, there are a bunch of utensils that are like embedded into the wall that look like they have just been stabbed into the wall. Uh, uh-huh. Oh, I see. Oh, and I say, I say, I, I I brought two glasses of wine with me because this is still my plan to get him drunk. So I picked his glass of wine up when I came out and I say, oh, of course. And at this point, Volley starts affecting what he thinks is a posh accent. Oh, of course, my good man. Here, pray hold these. And he gives them both full glasses of wine. Yeah. Um, in my studies of uh, such things. Think of something garlic told you. At the university, there are etheric forces. Mm, fascinating. And, and I go and I, and, I, and I check it out and I'm sort of like make a bunch of nonsense talk about like, oh yes, obviously me and my posh friends who study supernatural things as a lark. I hand him the glasses of wine. I'm like, ah, I have heard of that's there's the accent, the bad. Uh, <laughs> yes, the 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 flagitson is obviously very high. You're you're very fortunate to be witness to such etheric surges as this. Oh, my dear boy. Uh, he, he says, like, drinking down one of the glasses of wine. I'm, I'm afraid that, that that is not the case. You, you are such a sweet and gentle man, but I'm afraid you're seeing firsthand the affliction this town has of angry spirits. <laughs> Inside, Folly is the happiest he's ever been in his whole life. It pains me. He keeps picking up and dropping his bad eggs. It pains me to hear this. But you are truly fortunate if you do not realize my companions and and I are part of a group which makes study of these phenomenon for the university. Uh, I will happily make a roll because Folly is not very good at lying. Terrible liar. <laughs> Terrible. Well, like, again, I can imagine you're shifty-eyed too the whole time. You don't need to. You don't need to flip for this because he is assuming that you are a simpleton who is incapable of lying to him. Oh, that's, <laughs> yep. I am guileless. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I will. I'll say if you bring the details of this affliction to my companions and I, uh, we will bring all of our expertise to bear. So, like, the, he's doing some calculations in his head right now because he, he was, you know, originally he had thought that this might be Lady Samista's party, which is why he decided to show up as the mayor to personally kind of try and sweep these people off their feet. And then, you know, slowly he started to find out more and more uh, about your group. And finally, you've mentioned that you are the university's own ghost hunters. And <laughs> he's being told this by by the person that he just thinks is is a 
bumble dumpkin uh, from the, the middle of nowhere and things have finally clicked into place. You are people who are from wealthy or noble families, as, as is clear based on uh, your social connections and the clothes that you have and whatnot, but you all must not be very bright. So you have been shunted into a pretend program at the university so you can claim to your families that you're very important. <laughs> but in reality, everyone is just trying to get you out of the way. And with that, he goes, okay, um, I appreciate you wanting to, to poke your nose into the spiritual business, um, but, uh, how do I explain this? Have you ever seen a, a wild horse in, in your life? A spirit horse? <laughs> No, not exactly like a, a spirit horse. More, ooh, how do I? So, uh, Terence, our good friend at the dining table, uh, he's an affable sort, uh, very big, never seen a horse that big before. <laughs> uh, and in Terence, that quality is is benign, e even nice. But if you were to see it in a wild horse, it might trample you to smithereens. Uh, so this oh, is a Lord. situation where you've probably dealt with domesticated ghosts or... Or, you know, the smaller demons that that uh the Tailu kind of keeps in check and whatnot. Uh but what we have in this town is a bit deeper than that. So probably what you should do is not look into that at all and maybe ride some skidoos instead. Okay, what I'm gonna do is I'm going to, you know, top off his wine glass with whatever cooking wine is sitting here. <laughs> And, and lean in in confidence and say, I understand. And truthfully, I have never seen such things as this myself. I was brought here by them because there is a rising fancy among my friends to experience things like this. And so what I'm pitching him is that if he comes and tells my friends uh, the details here mm -hmm. that like I might not be ready for this, but they know. And even if it, if it, if they know what's going on and they could help either. And so like what, what I'm pitching him is it's a win-win either they figure it out and take care of it or they'll see it's real and then a bunch of idiot nobles will come and spend money in this town because there's ghosts. Hmm. 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 And, and I will say I do not have any specific persuasive talents, but I do have persuasion as one of the skills that I picked. Oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah, we, we can assume – you're persuasive and he is like in a position where he doesn't think that you're, you'd ever be trying to trick him or, or play him in any way whatsoever. So 
he'll listen to that. Why, why don't we have you make a, make a flip for this? Uh, just, uh, this'll be a binary, like, uh, succeed or fail. So just flip one coin. Okay. Heads. Heads. Okay. Yeah. He listens to this and go, and basically the impression that you get is that he believes he is talking to a rock right now. <laughs> So while he's like kind of casually pulling like knives and cutlery out of the wall, he's like, okay, yeah, so I'll just explain kind of what's going on to your friends and and they'll be able to understand it and maybe explain it better to you. Got it. Okay. <laughs> I, I count this as a win. But I want to cut over to the dining room while every while those two were in the kitchen. Uh, what was everyone else doing? Did you decide to stay put or no. snip, 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 snip? I'm listening through the door. Okay. Uh, so you're you're listening through the door, and yeah, you hear that whole conversation. Chet is still back at the table, just still eating. The food's getting cold. I don't know. Well, I think, Chet, uh, you you know, you you might be kind of watching your friends while you're eating or, you know, like poking at it, looking around the room, because I do believe Terrence has slowly throughout the meal been sneaking pieces off your plate while you were looking away. Chet looks away and looks back and his roast beef is gone. And he yells over garlic. There's ghosts! <laughs> we, we we established that. They're fucking ghosts. I swear. Yeah, I yeah. swear to God, I hate this place. I hate it. Too many ghosts. <laughs> it's too many, and we're going to have to find out who the main ghost is, or it's going to be the first person that we met in a ghost costume. We're going to have to take off his head, and there's going to be another head. It's a mask. I don't know why. I said it was another head on top of his head to mask. But then we're going to have to discover <laughs> that, and then we're going to bring the town back to its former glory, and it's going to take for Shit. fucking ever. I have never read a single book that validates anything you said. <laughs> uh, but keep dreaming. I'm just going to snoop in and anything I can. He's All coming right. back. <gasps> Report back. All right. Run to Okay, Terrence. yeah. Uh, so I have just been informed by by uh your your friend here that you all work for the university. I behind him, I make a if run with it gesture. No, I'm a student. Yeah, yeah, they are. They run the library. <laughs> they they run. Garlic runs the library. I'm in the are library we, a lot. The, the the paranatural wing of the library. I mean, I've been in there yeah. once, and like sometimes the books fall apart. It's it's not a good time. Okay, um, so I'll level with you. The town has a bit of a reputation uh, for ghosts and and whatnot, and that is correct. The spirits. Uh, over the years have been getting uh, progressively more uh, violent and uh, uh, they they will not be ignored and it has made it very difficult to kind of keep things together for visitors such as yourselves. Um, so I'd appreciate it if you even though I respect that you work for the university and you would like to look into supernatural events, maybe don't rile them. Hmm? Maybe we all we play with ski-doos 
and to the ghosts. Frederico, we could talk to the ghosts. I have read I read about I read about it. Let me mm, belt books. This is something I've read about how to communicate with ghosts. Okay, I would really advise against that. Uh, again, our town has uh, a colorful history, uh, a violent history, and um, I'm trying to... Uh, Alex already pulled out the perfect book for that. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> I have to spend two drab, and I'm hoping that there is some information containing details with how can we communicate with angry, happy, sad, just ghosts of any disposition. Yeah, this is interesting. Um, yeah, you you happen to have the perfect. There's got to be a scholar in the world of Temerant who, I, I'll bet, I'll bet this person like has a gilder, but everybody at the university like kind of treats it as like that's debatable. We don't know what the records of them having a gilder are. They sort of got whatever university education and went out into the world and just started indulging crackpot theories. And they'll write about a bunch of things that I'm sure if you are someone like, like Elodin, there is maybe a bit of truth behind all of the bullshit that they dug up around these things. Uh, but like they're kind of a famous crackpot and it's the sort of thing that like in your middle years of university uh, learning, you know, you and your friends get into this guy's writing for a mm. little while and just kind of laugh about it. The Like the, the fantasy version of memes, you know? <laughs> yeah yeah there, i mean like there, there's got to be like I, I can't remember if there was one at my school but there, it's just like a shameful alumni that that the university has uh who has written these books and you've got his volume on ghosts i i brought this uh i mean i really it was just kind of something to read before you go to bed you know if you want something to lighten up the mood but hold on flip 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 Mm. I like when they say flip when they flip. <laughs> flip one more. Okay. Oh, that's another page. I love that. Right here. If we we need some items, uh, Mayor Frederico Garbanzo. Nope. Frederico Garbozzi. Mm-hmm. Could you provide? I need seven forks, iron forks. I need a bunny. <laughs> like a. a- a, a live rabbit? Please. Very important. Doesn't matter what color. Okay. <laughs> um, and then some ink and a wide space on your floor. I'll do it. Chet flips the table. <laughs> <laughs> Crash. Done and done. Uh, so, yeah. I, I think Garbozzi's uh, at a point now where he's just kind of on autopilot and trying to do whatever it takes to get this to to move forward. And and maybe if he can, if if you all do this thing and and nothing happens, if th- things will clear away. Or no, it's not even that. I think he is so emotional right now that he's just stuck still and frozen in place while y'all have just kind of burst into action around him all he can do is sip the cooking wine uh, that volley <laughs> handed him a little bit ago cooking wine a rabbit a lot of places will have rabbit hutches because people eat rabbits oh, yeah. i i skive off and seeing that he's just standing there it's like i can go get a rabbit <laughs> do you meet any 
anybody else. Just like in passing. Yeah, like <laughs> like running How through the streets in in the Lord's old outfit in his shoes that are too big for me. Oh, so okay, this is interesting. So you're actually going out into the streets to find a, a, a rabbit. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Like I like in a town like this, like behind the inn, behind like I mean, normally I wouldn't steal a rabbit, but tonight, like this is this is to save this town and this poor sad frog looking mayor. Yeah. Yeah, then I, I think like you you go out into the streets. Um and Oh no, oh no. I just realized what I'm gonna do. So you go out <laughs> into the streets and you look around and you see that there is an inn that is kind of hopping, that there are lights on at least. And you know, like, kind of in the back because you're above the town proper and there's probably a good, like, little stairway down to the you know, main area of the town, main street, pretty close to the back of the tavern where you could just walk down there. I know that you're going there. I want to come back to that because uh, we just had a scene with Volley a little bit ago and I want to see what what is everybody else doing? Hey, little man, it's going to be all right. I know that you're stressed out. Gosh, you're so cute. I just want to make you a little stuffed animal and like carry it around as a souvenir of my time here. Have you ever thought of that, little man? Why aren't you, t- you a little bit shocked? That's all right. I'm just going to sit down next to you. <laughs> so, like, yeah, you could probably lead him into a chair and sit him down. All right, I'm just going to get you a blanket right here. <laughs> all right. There, do you like? On the other side of you, Terrence is, like, helping lay the blanket across his lap. Now, I want you to be completely honest with me. Uh-huh. What is wrong with you? <laughs> You're just so stressed out all the time, and your voice is like that. I mean, I've spent a lot of time haunted by ghosts. Oh, I understand. I'm so sorry. I just love you so much. You're just so cute. Anyway, we're going to take care of all this. Going to get you some nice tea. He he, he nods. Also, do you party? (laughs) Do, Do I what? Do you party? Like a... I mean, we're at, we're having a party right now, like a dinner. I mean, but do you well, party? We were. He's like looking at the table that's been flipped over. <laughs> but do you do you? When was the last time you had some fun? Uh, the 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 sailing uh, competition is 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 fun every year, and I recommend coming back for that at the what? earliest convenience that you have. What does I know? What the mayor recommends people who visit the town. What does the mayor recommend? For himself. Gosh, are, are you going to be using a, a talent, do, do, doing a role of some kind? What are you trying to get out of this man? I'm trying to get, like, useful information. I'm trying to find a clue to your mystery. Okay, okay. I can see that. If he does not have the clue, I will ignore yeah, him. Yeah, I, like, I, I think he kind of drifts into babbling you know never mind he doesn't he doesn't want you to uh provoke these spirits but it seems like your group is going to do that so he's kind of in the state of somebody who is watching a car crash actively happen in front of him 
All right, never mind, little man. I'm just going to leave you there. Garlic. I may, I broke his mind. <laughs> you don't need him. That's okay. He can sit there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey heroes, it's James, your Game Master, and welcome to the mid-roll. Heroes, I wanted to take a moment to note that the King Killer Chronicle episodes on OneShot are clearly our longest series ever. We just ran through the remainder of the audio, and it looks like this is going to end up being a nine-part series. Usually on OneShot, we wait until the end of a series before we announce what the next one is going to be. However, because this series is so long, and our next series is going to run in conjunction with a Kickstarter project, I wanted to get a jump on things. So, coming up next on OneShot, we're going to be playing Sleepaway, a horror role-playing game by Jay Dragon. I am really excited to bring this series to you, but especially excited because Jay is launching a new game on Kickstarter August 4th called Wander Home. Wander Home is a pastoral fantasy role-playing game using the No Dice No Masters engine, which many people also call Belonging Outside Belonging. Gotta be honest, it is one of my favorite core systems, and Jay is one of my favorite designers working with this system. I know a lot of people are in the market for a new fantasy role-playing game, and I think Wander Home is going to be a good fit for a lot of players. So, if you want to check that out, be sure to follow the link in our show notes or search Kickstarter for Wander Home. And get ready for our Sleepaway episodes coming up at the end of August. There's a lot of exciting stuff about that particular session, but I'll talk to you about it later on. Before we get back to our episode, I want to take a quick moment and thank some of our backers on Patreon. John Langley, thank you so much. Dracona Spax, thank you. Yolanda Vargas, thank you. Jenny Tapani. Thank you so much. Proximity Damage. Thank you. Leah Morse. Thank you. Mill Wistman. Thank you very much. Ray Barrett. Thank you so much. Eduard Bruking. Thank you very much. Kelsey Brennan. Thank you so much. And David. Thank you. Thanks again to everyone who supports us on Patreon. Without you, we wouldn't be able to make shows like this. Now with all of that out of the way, let's get back to the show. You know, this is going to be really, I've never spoken with ghosts before. Nor have I. I do not care for it, but I support you as a friend. I'm excited for you too. This is going to be an experience. Amara, I need uh, ink on it. Perfect. And um, some of the forks that were on the ground, uh, Garlic will just take them and arrange them in a circle. I come back with some ink from a desk. Okay, when we get the bunny, we're going to draw a frowny face on the back of the bunny. And then according to this book, that between like the, the bunny is a connection to the spirits. The iron surrounded them creates like the, the force field. And then the frowny face indicates that we want to talk to a specific kind of spirit. Boy, I don't care for this. Oh boy, I'm real uncomfortable. <laughs> to a but sad okay. spirit? Oh, I should add like, um, there's not a lot of instructions. Maybe like a little angry eyebrows. An angry spirit? Okay, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so with that, we'll we'll cut over to Volley. Volley, you 
essentially you got two choices of how to deal with this. You can either go into the front of the inn to collect this rabbit or, you know, grab a rabbit and then leave, leave a drab or something. And it's, uh, it's enclosure, uh, uh, and assume that you're square. What, what I would like to pitch and, and I'll spend whatever you'd like, uh, to sort of make this, there's what volley wants. And then there's what I want. Yes. Okay. I love this. And what Volley wants is a rabbit. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Volley's actually going to be able to find it. But he's on a mission. But he also knows that he needs to be secret because this outfit has no pockets. And so he did not bring any money. Can't buy a rabbit. And so he is skulking through the darkest parts of this town at night, dressed like the old lord. Yep. And so... Like what he's going to do is he's going to go out, sneak around badly because he is not a stealthy boy. And then he will come back with whatever he finds. But the result will be that everyone will have for sure seen the ghost. And also because my shoes are too big, I'm sort of sliding. So it looks like I'm gliding around, you know, like you shuffle when you're wearing shoes that are too big. So what what I will say is is what stats represent in in this system is not specifically like somebody's capacity to do things like somebody who has a lot of prowess isn't necessarily a Olympic level athlete. What it represents instead is narrative energy your character has with specific things. And what I think this, what we're seeing about Volley here is, you know, this is one of Volley's shortcomings in the cleverness department. He's thought through about half of what him skulking around like this means. So if you spend a drab of cleverness, what I'm going to say is, you know, I I think you actually do manage to get your hands on a rabbit, but what you've sown with that is the kind of chaos of people are seeing this kind of small headed specter uh, <laughs> roaming around their town. They they are like closing up curtains and, and watching you through them as you uh, go into backyards. And of course, because this is near a river, like there, there's gotta be some mist kind of wafting off. So you are gliding through these areas of darkness and just the right parts of this outfit that you have are shining through the darkness to give you like this eerie outline. But you eventually uh, happen across a rabbit hutch uh, that is not very well attended and you're a little drunk right now. So you kind of stumble through and get your hands on on this enclosure. But what you have done throughout the town is just sown utter chaos of people are terrified in their homes because the ghost that they are constantly hearing about has shown up in their backyards. <laughs> I, I can imagine the two different camera views. Like one of them is from Vali. Vali is, feels like he's so stealthy and he's accomplished this. <laughs> And then there's the reality of it, but he finds the rabbit hutch and then it cuts to him like like, triumphant. There's the cut. It cuts to him coming back in. Now he is muddied up and he's got a cut over one of his eyes. He's bleeding a little bit and he has a chicken instead. (laughs) Um, And he's like, I am sorry. I I am sorry. You fucked up. You fucked up real bad. But a chicken is pretty 
that take chicken tastes pretty much like rabbit. So false. I was, Patently false. I was. Will this still work? Will it's this a, still work? Yeah. This is. This is. I'm going to say it's a frizzled chicken. So it looks like kind of fluffy. <laughs> so like maybe you could have halfway understood why this might get mistaken for a rabbit. It's silky. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> he will never admit to it, but the fact that like rabbits when they're startled will kick the shit out of you. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah, I think he lost a fight with a couple uh, rabbits. Uh, <laughs> And, and that is what happened in the in the meantime. But I will happily spend that point of cleverness. Um, cool. Cool. I like that. Liz, I've thought about it uh, because you, earlier you were looking Have for- you thought of a clue? Yeah, you were looking for a clue and you were looking for a clue talking to this guy. And I, as the game master, know that this guy doesn't know anything. But okay. I, what I also know is I, I've looked over your character sheet and- I see that you've got this pull the rug ability. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, for a while, this guy was so drunk and so nervous that he was like, I don't want to stop these people from doing things because I, I still want to leave a nice impression on them because this town's survival is kind of riding on my back. Uh, but he is terrified of this ghost and your group is seems increasingly insistent on provoking it in some way. So in order to like, he is kind of building to uh, the point where he is going to try and physically stop your group. But because you've got pull the rug, you can redirect his attention to a subject of your choosing. So, I, I want to know what do you choose to like you're, you're engaging him in conversation to pull him away from like the weird summoning circle that garlic is uh, arranging on the floor with iron forks. Hey, little man, do, do you like mountains, <laughs> the out of doors, birds? Uh, and he, he like pauses for a second. Oh, do you mean the landscape portraits that we have on the walls? Yes. Yes. Tell me all about them. This is a conversation that he is prepared to have because he has gone out and, and made a point of using what meager funds that he has as the mayor of this dying town to get landscapes to be conversation pieces. Uh, yeah. So he starts like talking through his collection and I would like, uh, this is going to be a cleverness flip for, for you to notice something uh, about this room. I think you only need one success for it. And right now it is a, a three coin flip. Three coin. So we got one. That's heads. Heads. Two. That's tails. Three. That's heads. Okay. So good. So this is a, a pretty good flip with two successes. Do I have to like spend that or like? I yeah. So so what we what we do is is spend this out. So you have like you you needed one success. Uh, so you could still make yourself fail if if you think yeah. failing is more interesting. Or I can give you the piece of information that that I've kind of thought up for this, and you get a little bit of a bonus, uh, but maybe get put get a little bit of a disadvantage too. Okay, I want the I want the clue. Okay, okay. So 
as you are looking around the wall that he has here, you can see that he's got a piece of art that's like kind of d- displayed up on a bit of a mantle in the dining room that looks strikingly familiar to you. And he kind of passes over it, but you inspect it and it is a glass bulb that kind of has a a floral design in the glass itself but it is its main body is made up of brass and i i think you will notice uh that there are also sigils on this it's like the doorbell yeah it, it's it's a similar device to that doorbell um, okay Man, I didn't know. Why are all of y'all here have these fancy door knocker stuff? Don't you just use right? Re- why don't you just use regular bell? Uh, 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 what? This thing, this little glass thing right here. Oh, or I... just use your own your own knuckles to knock on that door. No, no, that is. Uh, <laughs> oh yes, of course. Uh, you, you not being from around here, you you wouldn't know the 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 custom of the. Winning uh, a racer uh, in in our sailing competition every year, uh, they would bestow the the town with a gift, and that is how we have come across uh, many of of the magnificent uh, things in, in, in this town. Uh, uh, the 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 fountain in the square was donated by, uh, and you know he, he'll rattle off. Th- uh, a bunch of different gifts the town has received. Ah, uh, but this gift uh, actually came to us from the, the dearly departed uh, uh, Vargas Samista. Uh, uh, Vargas uh, handed out these uh, as, as kind of a good sport. He came very close to winning one year, and instead of making a grand gesture, just handed out these to to almost everyone in town. Uh, it is uh, a rose, and it is meant to to represent uh, uh, the the speed and 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 power of of the newer boats. That that's why it has the the brass on it, which is built into these uh, fantastical devices that uh, that that we use now and instead of sails and and ropes and such. And you said there's one of these in every building in the city? I mean, in, in every home of everyone that uh, that wanted to receive this beautiful gift. I mean, some of them have been sold, of of course. I just love you so much. Thank you so much. This is great. Yeah, uh, I'll I just have the best time. You're the best thing that's happened to me in, in like the past day. <laughs> he... All right. Let's go see this ghost. <laughs> he looks terrified again uh, as he's turned around and... I want to know what what like what does this scene look like, especially as Volley has broken in, bringing his chicken, garlic. What you got for us? So the the rabbit was supposed to be something easily writable. Like you could you can ink a little bunny's back, and like it's okay. You can draw a little frowny face, and it, it looks like a frowny face. The struggle with trying to put like ink on the back of a little silky chicken um is like their feathers are not it's probably gonna roll off pretty good huh yeah 
So there's a lot of attempts being made. And I like the idea that it was like a little white silky chicken. Maybe they had like a couple little like black eyebrows. But due to the compound amount of ink that we're just like putting on the back of this poor little chicken that I just needed to commune with the spirits, it's just like a black blob. Like what's the, um, what do you like look at like the the black blobs and like a psychiatrist analyzes it? Rorschach blotch. Blot test. Yes. The word that I can't say, ink blot test. That's kind of what it looks like. Hey, garlic, what if, and I take off like a handkerchief and it's like a white with, um, you know, frilly edges. And like, what if we tied this around the chicken's neck and then you drew the face on that? Oh, you know, the book didn't say that, but that (laughs) seems logical. We spent 15 minutes desperately trying to paint a chicken. (laughs) Um. Chet turns to the mayor like, this is very indicative of their dynamic. Let's just see how it plays out. <laughs> yeah, I want to know because like you're kind of, this is an interesting thing we've come across because here we have your crush who is trying to muddle their way through decorating a chicken. <laughs> and Ritualizing the chicken. And, 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 and they have invited you to like, kind of help out to do that and you thought that you had just been shot down by them like last night so what what's going through your mind Amara? Maybe if I'm helpful Garlic will think that you know maybe Garlic will want to spend more time with me that seems like you know what, what, what should be a logically sound thing, and I think as everybody who has ever had a crush on anyone knows, uh, that it may or may not work out for you. Uh, <laughs> that's great. So yeah, you, the the force of personality that is Amara Vasanthi gets funneled into the activity of trying to get a face to stick to a chicken, um, <laughs> and like yeah. You, you, I think, Chet, you know, you are watching this and, you know, just taking in the sight of two people, like there's no better metaphor for their relationship and their current <laughs> status people than r- trying really hard to decorate a chicken. <laughs> feathers flying around us. It's very yeah. romantic. Ink <laughs> on our face. Yeah. Yep. And Bali's just standing there with the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever music gets put over this scene is going to really determine the the tone. Like either it's either it's the movie Ghost, it's unchained melody as like or the feathers, sax. the feathers float <laughs> gently through the air, or it is yakety sax. Uh, yeah, you know we're really going to see what Casey Tony makes of this. Uh, <laughs> Willie, <laughs> unlicensed community, open community. Music. Yeah, I mean that that or Casey will have bullied Arnie Parrott into making this one of the songs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see. eventually kind of have a little bit of fun together, I think. Like, decorating this chicken, like, getting it like, yeah, 
yeah, you know what? If you squint, that looks like a face on there. <laughs> Definitely an eye. I mean, if you hold the chicken that way, Amara, and like, that's, that's a mouth. Yeah, and this like little swoosh, that's kind of angry. It is. Oof. It's yes. important to note that Amara and I named the chicken Inky. Inky. Oh, yes. It's perfect. Yeah. Golly, you just need to hold him up a little bit more. I, I'm just doing whatever I can. Actually, when when Volley sees this happening, he kind of wants to get out of this situation to make space, but he's stuck. He's literally holding <laughs> the chicken, and he's like – he's in the middle of it. So he's trying to be like really unobtrusive in the middle of their like chicken meat cute. <laughs> <laughs> Never had a more romantic moment in my life. <laughs> I think this this works. We 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 can do this. Uh, if we put the chicken down and then take a couple steps back. Hello, spirits. And as you say that, you can hear like in the room a, a kind of distorted moaning cry. I am going to need, let's see, so in this circle uh, th that we know standing in very close proximity, we have at least Amara, Garlic, and Volley. I need all of you to either spend from your finesse pools to jump out of the way very quickly or I guess I guess you could make an argument for the doing some prowess thing, but the forks that you have arranged, those iron forks are going to suddenly spring from the floor and fly around in the air and you could get stabbed. So either spend from from prowess or, or from finesse from finesse or, or tell me what you're doing with prowess. Or if you don't want to spend, you could flip for it, but you are going to need two successes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I absolutely want to flip for it. <laughs> um, so we flip three or we flip as many as we have points? Well, so you, you, you would flip three is the standard. And you can spend uh, every half point that you spend into it will add another coin to that flip. Or actually, you have a problem because currently you are holding up this chicken and you have very recently torn a muscle. So you're probably just going to be flipping standard with two instead of three. Okay. Um, you know what? I'm going to spend a, a point out of my willpower or the side effects of Perfect. injury. Yeah, there you go. That is that ability. Uh, and then I'll and then I'll flip my my regular finesse. Heck yeah. Ho oh, ho. Okay. Uh I get three successes. Uh, wow. that rules. Yeah, then well I, I think I mean, Pat, you can tell me if this isn't like a perfect thing for you, but I kinda think it gets the chicken instead. Like, and it doesn't, I don't think it stabs and kills the chicken, but what it does do is like one of these forks comes flying sideways, strikes this chicken, and there's just this big poof of feathers <laughs> that is right in oh, front of you. Boy. And like th this wild bacock, uh, as the chicken <laughs> like starts flying around the room, um, 
and you know, you, there there is this ghostly moaning that is just leave this place, leave this place. Fuck, fuck, I fucking hate this. Fuck. <laughs> I told you. Uh, that does sound pretty good. What happens to Amara and Garlic? Because, like, if if I have, like, if, if I get to pick, like, what my perfect thing is, it might be different depending on what's happened to them. Yeah, yeah. Did uh, did either of you spend? Uh, oh, I'm to... spending. Okay, I'm cool. spending. So, yeah, oh. both both spending, you, you, you see, like, these forks kind of waggle a little <gasps> bit. Um, and I don't know, I, I would like to check in with Amara and Garlic. How much were you buying into this ghost thing? 100%. Yeah, 100%. absolutely. Wow. And also, though, although... Um, in order, so when I use my finesse, mm-hmm. I want to like kind of grab garlic and jump aside. So we're both like lying there together. Yes. Oh, there we go. Uh, yeah, that is perfect. I like that. Yeah. Like <laughs> I, I think then what happens in my head when I, I picture this scene is the forks start wiggling a little bit which I think makes garlic want to lean in closer to kind of study what might be going on. And Amara springs into action and tackles them, uh, pulling both of them out of the way of these forks that kind of like fly up and towards the wall and like stick into one of these landscape portraits uh, that the mayor has collected. Are they going in the same direction? Yes, they are. That is something that, like, you can definitely notice because you, the player, figured that out. Okay. Um, in, in that case, uh, my perfect thing will be sort of a mirroring of that, except I have saved the chicken. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that's why the feathers are everywhere, because you violently whipped the chicken out of the way. <laughs> Don't worry, I hit the mayor with my hot body. <laughs> <laughs> Well, heroes, that's it for One Shot this week, but don't worry. We'll be back next week with more King Killer Chronicle. In the meantime, check out one of the other great shows here on the One Shot Network. Like Campaign. Campaign is an actual play podcast exploring long-form role-playing. The current campaign, Skyjacks, takes place in an original setting inspired by the music of the Decemberists, folk tales, and classic adventure fiction. Join Liz Anderson, John Patrick Cohen, Tyler Davis, Johnny O'Mara, and Game Master James D'Amato as they tell a tale of daring sky pirates. Also, it's basically an elaborate retelling of Weekend at Bernie's. Just search for Campaign or James D'Amato on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app. As always, we end one shot with a call to action. And this week, I'd like you all calling your representatives to urge them to pass additional coronavirus relief measures. Heroes, we have seen states across the country trying to reopen and causing cases to spike. 
It's a health disaster. And those of us trying to be responsible and stay at home are also suffering because for many people, staying at home threatens their sources of income. People need institutional relief, like rent and mortgage freezes, and money to live. But we're back to playing politics with relief bills, and there has to be an overwhelming call for relief in order to protect those of us who are most vulnerable. I cannot express how much worse this pandemic is going to get if thousands of people are evicted. Now, when I call my representatives, I use a website called fivecalls.org. That's the number five, calls. There, you can find summaries for issues like this one, along with contact information for your representatives and scripts to read while you're on the phone to help you get your point across. Calling is quick, and it can make a huge difference on issues like this. Thanks, heroes. As always, a humble and hearty thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. For the latest one-shot news, be sure to follow me on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod, or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you want to inquire about ad rates, live appearances, commissioning episodes, or you have a general question or comment for the show, contact us at GameMaster at OneShotPodcast.com. OneShot is a production of the OneShot Podcast Network in association with Paracosm Press. Paracosm Press is a Chicago-based tabletop games publisher. You can find more information at P-A-R-A-C-O-S-M-Press.com. Finally, that music which is right now swelling up over my voice is Adventure by Be Your Own Pet, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. Heroes.